0: Hello everyone and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast brought to you today by our wonderful patrons and affiliates. Links down below. And you're here today with me, Andrew Groves and my very good friend, Matt Hornby. Matt. How do? How are you and what are we doing today?
1: Today, Andrew, it's like it sounds a bit like tonight, Matthew. Um, <laughs> today, Andrew, we are talking about the wonderful Bonneaire oh. and I'm well also just a note um so yeah personally pitching pretty high I think
0: okay in what, I in, what mean, in in daily life
1: no it's in Bonevar I think we're pitching high in daily life by talking about Bonvar who are also pitching high in their quest to sound great um, I think they're
0: achieving it I think they're more than pitching it my friend
1: I know. It's Do you not feel even like we're not worthy?
0: Pitch. You're what, sorry. Do you feel like we're not worthy?
1: A little, a little. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. I'm fanboy in here. I'm wearing a, this is my Bon Iver t-shirt for those on video. Okay. Got my little pile of vinyl next to me. I'm a big fan. What can I say? And these bands keep all these artists, I should say, brought more broad than bands. Mm. Children. Um, yeah, they keep keep surprising me because you kind of you go. Oh yeah, they're cool, and then you realise how much you like them, or you just—it's it, a nice reminder of going. I'm a really big fan of that artist, um,
0: and I think that's quite a nice thing. I think what they and I I share your notion, and I understand your feelings, and I'm listening to you, Matt. Thank and you. I'm accepting what you're saying. Um. Yeah, I think. There is like a certain amount of magic, and I think you know partly. I think that could stem from the well, obviously, the, obviously the music, but the style of music ha, ha, is in a vein of, you know, kind of deep nostalgia and emotion, and it's like it's, it's appealing and kind of very much showcases those uh, uh, feelings. Just by the musical style that it is, so I feel like it's really easy to associate it to, you know, a time or a person or, a, you know, or an emotion or a film or, a, you know, whatever, a place. I feel like maybe the the music musical genre itself, even though I'd say that it's fairly wide, mm-hmm. that that kind of pocket that they're in, there's something, what I'm, let me just rewind here and say, what I'm trying to explain is why does it feel, why do you feel this way about this kind of band and not, let's say, Metallica? That was a direct question to you, Matt. I, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I was just hesitating because it's quite a good question. Um, Thought provoker. Mm. I think it may be, as you say, genre-wise, so Bon Iver, if you don't know who they are, you probably have heard of them. They're massive. American. And, yeah, I look. I was interested in this when I was, like, listening through uh, as to what they were called on streaming because, mm-hmm. you know, you get the little genre tag, mm-hmm. which I think is quite telling because I, I assume that's done by either the band or a label or someone. Um, and, you know, you only get one choice. Sure. So it's kind of what, what, how do you summarize your sound in like this little genre tag? And but you know, genres kind of useful. Maybe they're not. Who knows? Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Um, and these days, there are quite many niches and many mixes. But yeah, I think they were just labeled alternative, which I'm like, okay, fine. That kind of covers anything. Yeah, could be anything. But the but the range of styles and sounds uh, involved, especially as they've gone on is really wide. Um, and I think due to that, they appeal to many emotions and many circumstances in your life when you want to stick something on. Um, and that kind of feely thing, the feely, feely nostalgic warmth, you know, it could be winter, but also could be summer, you know, it, it, it's very textural um, and kind of, even though it's quite electronic, uh, there's quite an organic, uh, homegrown kind of vibe. Very much, know. yeah. Um, yeah, and I like it. And it's interesting because it's not the same always. So the music's full of different, like I keep saying, full of different stuff. So it, it keeps being interesting. And even actually listening through over the last few days, I note on headphones,
0: mm.
1: very key thing to note sure. because yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the level of detail is such that listening on headphones, I just keep noticing stuff. I notice little little earworms, little details that I hadn't before. And uh, that keeps it interesting. Mm. So Andrew, that is why I find it, it uh, quite
0: alluring as time goes on. How about you? Do, you? do you share my sentiment? I very much share your sentiment. I, I, I'm unaware of where I f- or when... Exactly, I first came into contact with them. I I think it was my very good friend, Daryl Atkins, who we used to live together. And um, uh, we had a shared, well, it was my vinyl player, but a shared vinyl collection. And um, we used to live near uh, Kingston. So obviously Banquet Records was was a daily occurrence. Um, Give me back my money. Um, and, uh, we, um, so we would just go down and there was always like sales on and singles coming out. And as a kind of very, as a very casual, you know, vinyl acquirer, (laughs) um, collector, um, I felt like just having that kind of access meant that we were just down there all the time and you could always get a single for like two pounds or something, you know? and, Uh. And, um, so it kind of really fueled my the entire collection that I have now and um, I jest but I, uh, I'm so happy to have got those vinyls at that time and I wouldn't if I hadn't lived that close mm-hmm. so I think Daryl went and bought it he definitely was aware of them way before I was when, and, and when
1: you say it is this a particular record
0: sorry I mean for Emma Forever Ago which um, oh. I'm unsure is the first record in its inter- I don't know if there was EPs or anything before that, but I think it's the first album anyway. It is. Um, yeah. And yeah, we just used to have it on in the house. We'd often just put it on in the living room. Um, and I think I very quickly went out and uh, bought my own copy soon after. Um, and actually I was surprised when we spoke about covering Bon Iver. I, um, for me, Bon Iver, much like Everything Everything... They always seem to come along when I really need them to, or if I'm like about to sort of take something on, certainly in a productional, productional, production sense. um, It would always come, uh, they're seemingly very good. And as as soon as I have an interest in something, they seem to make a whole record of it better than I ever could. Mm. And and, in a very similar way to everything, everything is that it just seems to come out at the right time and, and, I thought there was actually more records than there were. Uh, and I thought I might need to kind of go and re... Like, maybe I missed some in the middle, but actually I, I have a very close, um, parallel, like a like a life-adjacent um, sort of parallel relationship with those each of those records. Each of those records seemed to have come along at a certain point in my life. And it was interesting... I, they're an artist I think that I often forget mm-hmm. um, but often you know certainly on like car trips or anything like that I'm like oh yeah you know but at the time those records came out I had a very intense relationship with them as I do with most records but you know like I didn't realize that I'd actually had an intense relationship with every record I, I thought there was more that I maybe had missed along the way um and it was interesting going back and listening to some of the songs and being like, "Oh yeah, like the you know, like I literally used to listen to this every single day, you know." On, sure. On, 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 I used to like one of the records I used to run to quite a lot, um, and you used to yeah, run like, to
1: it. That's an, an, an unusual, unusual thing given your pension for running to my sugar. I think you know, I was expecting. I've had
0: out. to diversify. I think it's better for <laughs> to my ears
1: <laughs> and your um, heart
0: and my heart. I, I've actually managed to i. I've actually managed to transition to podcasts and now because of that I can listen to something a lot more down tempo and and just kind of find the fuel I need within myself. Oh look at um, that. Yeah. So um uh, I just ha- I just uh, there's only so many Masugar albums or and then and then every time I'd I die split up and I was screwed. So, you know, it's um it's better for my hearing as well in the long in the long term because you know there's a penchant to kind of turn it up and get going and you know running before a long studio day and your ears already ringing it's not it's not good it's not a good plan (laughs) that's not a good look no um but yeah so no i was surprised i was surprised i was like oh okay i i I really really know i really really know the back catalogue i thought maybe i needed to find more Uh, how about Mm you where did you kind of Come into.
1: I think the, so the For Emma album, mm. I heard, I remember hearing the story, um, which goes something along the lines of uh, kind of one of those points in your life where there's a crossroads and Justin Vernon, the, I'd say the main bonnet bon Iver mm. guy or Bon Iver, however you like to say it, um, he went away to a cabin and wrote some songs kind of very naturally. And it, I always, I've always liked that idea, you know. Mm. I've always this, take yourself away from the world and just be creative and enjoy, Mm. Um, especially in a moment of need. You know, I kind of picture, you know, the American movies where he's in this very small cabin outside a small town in the mountains. It's snowy, big jackets, you know, American four-by-fours and uh, maybe one bar, maybe occasionally pops down there, has a whiskey and same again, barman. (laughs) You know, those kind of... uh, Drink driving... uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that in these movies, time is very loose, so he could have completely, you know, it could be the next day, who knows? Yeah, um, same time next day, but mm-hmm. um, obviously, you don't condone that, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I always like romanticize and like that idea. And then the first album came along, I have no idea how I know it, but you know, when you have like a couple of records that are at any one time that you're kind of like, uh, what is it like? Not like relaxing, chilling, like low key. If you say you're going to have a bath and maybe stick some tunes on or that kind of thing. Sure. You're like, I don't feel like my sugar. So I'll listen to this in in your mind, you know. It's like a a bipolar, you know, taste situation.
0: I think, um, you know, house music.
1: I am familiar of the genre. And I think I it's mislabeled
0: enormously, because <laughs> I yes. I feel like I feel like there is very much a genre of music that's perfect for the home. You okay, know, maybe it's just home then. Yeah,
1: we can, you can claim home mm. rather than house. You are right though. Yeah, house music. I wonder where that came from actually, because I would not listen to that in my house. No. Yeah. In fact, I'd probably go as far as banning it from my house. <laughs> and, uh, um, but uh, yeah, the first album came along and well, not it's not the first album, sorry. The self-titled album, which I, I always find it in- interesting when an album, when a band has a self-titled record that isn't the first, because sure. it always used to traditionally be the first one. Mm. Um, but yeah, it always confuses me. So in my mind, it felt like the first one. Um I love it. I love that record. And it's very, uh, like you say, homely. Mm. And, um, but then, so I listened to that a load and then 22 A Million came out. And then I was like, I've really got into that album. Like a lot, a mm. lot. And they're yeah, they're a band I kind of sometimes forget about and sometimes forget I really like, but very always like always a treat always a pleasure um and they do the kind of like they you know there's they are a guitar band really Mm -hmm. and i think that's i forget that now because the sonic platter is so wide Mm -hmm. um but yeah i went to see them live once uh in i think it was 2018 a good five years ago uh at the hammersmith apollo they like did five nights on the trot or something um And it was very... It was kind of like the mainstream guitar music equivalent of going to the theatre. Sure. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remarked at the time, I was like, I bet a few people have got degrees in here. Mm. And uh, (laughs) it felt very, uh, you know, intelligent. And like, not maybe people say a bit snobby. I don't know. But if it's just... The, the band at that point had like expanded to... it's huge. Loads and loads of people on stage to kind of recreate all the textures on, on the records. But um, I just remember being absolutely blown away. And really mixed. A really mixed crowd as well. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, I think, I think they have definitely kind of transitioned. I, d- I don't know what they were ever meant to be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they have become certainly I've not, I've not seen them live. I very much like to, but, um, I feel like as a, there's a certain level of kind of treasured artist. Like, I think like Bjork is maybe one of them in that, like everyone, maybe you don't know every album, but like, it's like a very special same with the radiohead they're kind of in that in that space mm-hmm. they, they ride the kind of rock band uh, yeah thing arena thing but they're also very much a kind of like a church of their own i feel like there's a few bands that we've or people artists that we've kind of elevated to a kind of somewhat sacred space and some, somewhat kind of like a like a like they almost transition into like Um, even just in a venue you might you might see them in royal festival hall you might see them Mm. in a more classical venue royal albert hall and those things would be desirable
1: and it it almost feels like almost it's it's gone from music to art Mm. Do do you know what i mean it's like a very you know holy thing like you say
0: yeah definitely they've i think it's it's um you Know at this stage, you know, obviously a guaranteed it's experience. I think it's a lot of people's you know, certainly one of my kind of bucket list artists that I'd like to see. Um, and 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 certainly I know as the kind of production's gone on and and, and I've kind of followed that very closely again, the kind of sheer inventiveness, I think you know, they listening to that first record, they could have easily kind of swam in those waters for a very long time and I'm sure made lots of money and been very happy. I think it, it what's... And it's a it's a slow shift, you know, Bon Iver, the next record, there's some elements of that, but then it's kind of, again, kind of developed even further. And then by the time it gets to 22, a million, I really think, dare I say, is maybe the strongest album. Listening to tracks that I would put into a playlist, I felt like I had more of those than any other record.
1: Uh, more more that. from that
0: record, sorry, mm-hmm. um, but again, like incredibly uh, inventive and and kind of uh, uh, you know, dare I say kind of like 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 leading production and 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 again that then reflected in the live show. Um, I know uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Like teenage engineering, uh, the uh, OP one. Mm-hmm. I know that like he he made a lot of, a large amount of that record um on that and and incredible like they were really at, at, at that again it's a very having made a record that's so sample heavy and so um kind of uh foley based and 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 incredibly difficult production to recreate live mm-hmm. uh, I really I I, mean, I still to this day very much look to them and look at the way they presented those records and reinterpreted them live and created those sounds live. It, it's an incredible productional productional. Stop using that word, like you're some kind of book, <laughs> um, some kind of um, like the a real feat of, of engineering almost. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, certainly certainly a very difficult thing to do, but I think what they managed to do was kind of recreate it and really keep that magic and really keep that, that really at, that atmosphere that's behind those records. Um, so yeah, it's funny. I mean, like I say, you know, why don't you feel the same way about, you know, Napalm Death um, or <laughs> the Sex Pistols uh, or... Do you know what I mean? But like, it's it's I just know. in that vein. It's in that pocket. Even though the genre, I would say, is kind of really drifted, there's still this air of magic and and kind of an atmosphere and texture and, and viscera. And it's very... Um, very uh yeah very atmospheric, very emotional Definitely. music.
1: But but I think that what's probably the cleverest bit maybe, because mm. the production is very clever and I know Justin Vernon does it a lot of himself. Um but it you don't lose the song. No. You know, it's not clever for clever's sake. Going, look what I can do and listen to all these cool sounds I found. The song is very much there, which it means it's, it has universal p- appeal. Mm. And, you know, I never really even, yeah, again, I do this loads, but I don't, I've don't. i never really sat down and gone, this is why I like it. I just like it. And then when you listen to it, it, it sounds amazing. Mm. Like the, it is a sonic journey, you know, especially mm. in headphones. You're kind of, it's very enjoyable, you mm. know, um, to kind of wade through, um, it sounds nice to you. It's pleasurable in your ears. You know what I mean? Mm. Um
0: and Mad for it. That
1: yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but the song is there always, you know. It's there's a there's a hook, there's a chorus, there's a uh, there's a good lyric. I love his voice. Mm. I always have. It's, a, it's an unusual one, but I really enjoy it. Um but yeah, it's quite emotional, I suppose.
0: Uh I think they've they done not? very... I would say the space they occupy, whether willingly or not, is one of a mainstream space. Uh, would you agree? Definitely.
1: Yeah, I'd say like... Well, I mean, some of the collaborations... Uh, I put a track actually in the playlist mm. with um, with Taylor Swift. Sure. Um, I mean, she is big. Mm. But I'd say, I'd say like... A, I mean, the mainstream, it's definitely mainstream, Mm. whether it's Beyonce-level mainstream is Mm. probably a different matter. But yeah, it's definitely mainstream. And I think, again, one of those artists that is respected by other artists Mm -hmm. um, for the artistry. Um, But yeah, definitely well accepted and revered in those kind of circles. But yeah, great collaborations. And also, I I did discover in in our little journey to this episode Mm. is one of my favourite movies ever, which I haven't watched for a while is a movie called A Place Twilight. Beyond the Pi- <laughs> A Place <laughs> Beyond the Pines, yeah. and uh, the soundtrack. I didn't realize this was Mike Patton, or is Mike Patton? Okay. And but there is also a Bon Iver song stuck on the end um, from his first album, or their first album. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're every, he's, he's, yeah they're everywhere, and definitely mainstream. Um, to conclude, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, I think much like um, much like a good film that does well. That is maybe not necessarily, you know, Marvel approved, or kind of. There's a lot of film, which I would describe as like, oh, that was a film, and it did a film like thing, and I watched it. And then afterwards, I felt like, oh, I've watched a film. And I felt like that's a lot of films. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just film. Started at A, got to B, had a fight with C. <laughs> you know, that's it. Um, and obviously the same with music, really, I suppose. So I always think it's like a kind of win, a special kind of win when, you know, a film that is maybe a bit more complicated or 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 music that's kind of a, a little more complex or a little more requires a little more investment both time and maybe time for the payoff time time for the story maybe you know i'm always so pleased for us as a species when something like that does really well and you know and i really think there is an an uh you know there is very much a case of kind of sort of uh misunder sort of underestimating the audience or making the audience maybe maybe not believing that the audience is you know intelligent or, or 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 making decisions on behalf of of an audience that you deem to to maybe not be able to keep up with this idea or or you know and it might not be you might be you know might be a label might be a radio station might be a a, 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 a you know a film company might be a publisher whatever a mm-hmm. distributor. I'm so always so happy when something like that gets through. And, uh, you know, as, as I've, I've said, it's almost a running thing I say with um, my wife. We, we go and see something that I've wanted to see for ages that I know is an incredible story or is an incredible book. And then it's made into an incredible film by an incredible director who stuck to said book in the right kind of way and changed bits in the right kind of way and got artists and actors involved who did you know gave their own performance in you know in their way and and i always say good thing was good then (laughs) like and it's you know i feel like that equation is just like you've got all these really good things good story good thing on you're going to give it time and you're going to put money into it and you're going to spend time getting it right and it's it's the biggest selling film in the uh, it is is it oh okay i'll keep keep that in mind for the next time um Yeah, yeah You know, and so like... In, you know, in theory, that should bon be easier.
1: Sorry, in, in in theory, that should be easier when you've got a good source thing. Yeah. But I guess through the filter of and uh, all those decisions, you can ruin it.
0: Oh, he's, a million, a million and one, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's always, uh, I always see like memes of uh, things that have been adapted and like there'll always be some kind of like... Um, you know, someone who's like, oh, you too. And it'll be like a whole list of other films that people loved that were, you know, given a bad uh, mm. adaptation or a bad anime or a bad, you know, or a book that, that you know, whatever. Um, people, will, you know, oh, the book's better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, in in bon case, and it it feels like it's been very natural. Mm. You know, we I think anyone listening for more than you know, two seconds can tell that this is something of utmost quality with, you know, the very utmost of care and professionalism and dedication and desire and forward thinking and progression and love and craft, you know, for it Mm -hmm. to be on such a mainstream stage is is actually not something I'd really considered. But I think, I think that's amazing, you know, that it is, you know, is so appreciated by such a wider audience, you know, and it's not, None of it's offensive, but I think, for example, some of the production choices could certainly maybe intimidate or, or, you know, there's certainly some more kind of, you know, more upfront songs and stuff like that. So the fact, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily something that's been on the radio a ton in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, yeah, it's kind of I've no, never, something I've never really considered that much, but the idea that it is such a mainstream artist... You know, and 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 a, a world mainstream artist, I think, is um is really cool. To I feel like you, they kind of just managed to sort of squeak, squeak in, and and yet are still appreciated. You know, I think it's yeah, yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I've just remembered actually. So if we could just start entirely again, okay, no worries. and you can, and you can just ask me. Uh, so Matt, where did you hear about Bonavair? And I'd be like, oh, oh, Andrew, nice question. Thanks so much for asking me. No worries. Um, yeah, so I was watching YouTube about probably 10 years ago mm. and uh, someone showed me this video mm. um, of Bon Iver live at Air Studios. Two, sure. two grand pianos, two blokes sat opposite each other mm. at, at said pianos in harmony and just like a stripped back live session. That's the first time I heard it.
0: Okay, so I think so I know the much. one you are talking about. Oh, it's, yeah.
1: it's honestly, it's incredible.
0: So you knew that before you knew the first record, is that? I don't know when the first record was. If I am honest,
1: Uh I do. Well, so that was about eleven years ago that that came out. Uh, the first record was two thousand seven. Self titled was two thousand eleven. Okay. So I'd probably say. Maybe it's around the same time. I think maybe I saw that and then listened to Self-Titled. Okay. Again, for Emma, missed me. So I do need to kind of go back and catch up. Especially oh, okay. where it's stupid. I always find it stupid if you, like, you're really into an artist and you just ignored a record or two. Uh, but it happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I never listened to the Josh Klinger for records or um, One Hot Minute, for example, for the Chillies. True. Uh, not, not really through any malice or anything like i'm not that like no you know i'm not i'm not <laughs> that kind of guy um just have no interest in it i don't know i don't know maybe i don't know how that i don't know how that reads but i just i just didn't i was like oh that's cool but i'm i think i'm in it for for john Frusciante more than i am in it for the red Hot chili peppers i think mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of weird i suppose there's always like funnily enough maybe in the next artist we talk about uh, we can uh, uh, have more to elaborate on artists that I've done that with. But yeah, it's funny how sometimes you can just sort of zoom in on one record and be like, Oh, that's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure one day we can unpick like, why, why don't you go further? Why is mm. it that you just pick one record? Is it like something very human about it? Maybe or that's, you're like, that's safe. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Or timing or something. Cause yeah, I think if a good record comes along at the right time and you really get into it, mm. Like the self-titled Bon Iver album for me, then you just kind of keep spinning, and then something else, and then uh, the second, the next record came out, and then I did the same. Really got into it, but then I went elsewhere for a while, oh. and so the latest record I have, okay, for your video, I've got the uh, what I can is it I.I.? I? Is that how you say it?
0: I'm assuming so. Yeah, it's hard, I, I. Of are, uh, <laughs> It requires some interpretation, I think. Sure, but I've got the that record on
1: v- Vanel nice. and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's so it's like a patchwork quilt of artistry. Um, but I also were I also bought the uh, it's been a while since the show and tell. I also mm. bought the self titled on a a limited red. Oh, lovely! Which they did in collaboration with a very hip. High Street Clothing Shop. Strange. Uh, and that doesn't go back in. But yeah, so, but they've definitely got more ambitious with the presentation as time's gone on. Yeah, but yeah the latest one, although I've got vinyl, I, I didn't listen to a bit, but just definitely not as much as, um, where's my brain? Uh, 22 a million sure. or Bonnever, Bonnever.
0: Yeah, I, I think the latest one is the one I was running to because that would make the most sense was where where I was in the world. Mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah, in a weird way, as soon as I I mean maybe that's what's gonna happen, as soon as I've forgotten about them, they seem to kind of reappear. Obviously the forever forever, forever uh for Emma, forever ago record just kind of sort of turned up. And by the time Bon Iver came out, the self-titled record, I was more actively invested. But mm-hmm. I think certainly the last two, twenty-two a million and um uh I I. I, I we kind of those are the ones I I really you know pored over uh, sure. um, at that at that point. And certainly, I think just more as a like I could say certainly as far as productions concerned that that was like some of the just again that that kind of foley um, sort of exploration and and kind of um, just really exciting song structures and textures and kind of you get those beautiful kind of imperfect loops and ideas i th- i think there's so many like amazing points that are kind of uh i feel like real word painting uh, and mm-hmm. um i i really really like anything like that um and yeah just some really original original sounds and original song and like you say still so song focused yeah. um so yeah i th- i think really yeah just original and in all the right ways you know there's still like a real heavy song there and and uh well sorry heavy emphasis on songwriting and um and melody and just great just great yeah great great craft great great song songsmanship (laughs) penmanship songmanship oh let me see if i can i think i've got the first record here somewhere
1: have you Look at this. This is showy and telly. It
0: is showy and telly.
1: Also, I just wanted to note, because I've said they and he by accident. And it's definitely a band, right? And I kind of think that... Here's the first record for everyone. Oh, look at that. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. Everyone at home forever. Forever, forever, forever ago.
1: (laughs) Forever, forever ago.
0: Yeah, 2008. Yeah, lovely. Okay.
1: Lovely, and I think it's really important though because I even people do this with Bon Jovi talking of bonds quite a lot. <laughs> they go, Yeah, new Bon Jovi song, yeah, he's not doing his whatever, or yeah, he's it's not he, it's a band just because it's got his surname.
0: Uh, and, uh, sh- but we, you know what? We can let's let's have this out right because oh, this brings on,
1: us man. on to the, song, I the, the titles Please of these episodes. Me. Oh, yeah, go on.
0: And is it our everything or is it is everything? And as Matthew has rightly uh, commented it is always is because those things are a band but as far as the way something I mean, reads a, a
1: band is singular
0: yeah they they it sounds in very incorrect which I think is more important than the true like as in um, I don't know if you've ever seen that clip of changing the Breaking Bad script because it should be whom was shot or something <laughs> like that and no,
1: I've not seen that. Sounds good, though.
0: Whereas, whereas it is entirely grammatically correct, it reads, you know, ridiculously.
1: Well, it's like if I said to you, oh, yeah, the Rolling Stones is a great band. I just would never say it. It's so go, weird. To the say, Rolling yeah, Stones if, are a great band. They are a great and band. It's, yeah. But it is is one band, and I guess are a collection of musicians in said band. Mm. But... Um, and if, but if you were to assume that elite, each one of them was a Rolling Stone, mm. then you could say, "Ah, but I don't think we are saying that." You're like, "Oh, he's a good Rolling Stone, and he's an I like his that Rolling Stone."
0: Well, I think it comes from like also the name being like a thing or a noun or an object or like a objective or something. You know, like that, like that. I think that juxtaposition. In the sentence, makes that sentence read wrong. Does that does that mm. make sense? It's. Um, I think there's
1: also a bit of a U.S. UK thing thrown in there for good luck. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so we're just rolling with whatever sounds best, which yeah. you know is really testing my um, <laughs> my English teacher's just like, that's not right in the back of my head. The guy who said that you can't say very great, so now I make a, a point of saying very great quite a lot. God, okay, that's very great. Stick it to the man. Because why not? You know, English is you know like we said last episode. Just do what you want. Rewrite the rules, man.
0: Exactly. Do it with enough conviction. Confirm, deny. Exactly. That's all And need.
1: things can be very great forever.
0: Okay. Um, do we have... Well, what, oh, go on. Well, are you going to ask me what oh, I'm going to ask you?
1: I'm going to say yes. Okay. So what's your answer?
0: I think overall, twenty two a million, if you were going to try and um, jump in, mm-hmm. I think for me going through trying to make a playlist of songs that I really love and whereas in on every album and every album I would say is a real I don't think there's anything below a 8 or a 9 out of 10 Whew. at all um, I'd say as far as tracks that I really love next to one another I feel like 22 A Million has a lot of those and it's maybe oh, a good lo- place to jump in
1: I like it. Well, yeah. So in my making of a playlist, definitely that one stuck out. In fact, I tried not to make it. You're skipping through going, I just want all of them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's the problem. But definitely self-titled as well. And there is some great tracks on the latest album as well.
0: Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. As in, Like I say, I I feel like that's in in no way. It's just the best of the best bunch. You know, I'm going through trying to make a playlist, which is usually how I go into doing this as I go through the records and like, oh, okay, you know, either I'll listen through or I'll take out tracks that I think are really good and put them in another playlist. Mm. Um, so I think, I just think that had slightly more, and I think it's incredibly varied and is maybe, it's a little bit of jumping in at the deep end. I think like if you were more looking, if you were maybe into more of a, or looking for a more of a mainstream feel, I'd say maybe the first record is, is kind of a lot mm-hmm. more accessible in that sense, but as I as think in, for, if you for really Emma. want the true kind of magic and some of the kind of later production, I think Twenty Two a Million is 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 um, a good good starting point.
1: When you say the first one, do you mean Forever or Bonobert, I mean yeah, whatever? for
0: Emma Forever ago? Okay, cool.
1: Well, yeah, I picked a few across the board, but we'll, our playlist will be in the links below. Um, but just some highlights for, for me, like yeah, go for it. I've got I've got Skinny Love, Perth isn't mm. there from. Bonnevere, Bonnevere, Holocene, Wash, Beth and Rest, which Beth slash Rest, mm. great piano bit. Again, piano playing is beautiful. Mm. 22, I mean, there's strange titles in uh, 22. But, land, well. yeah. but 22 over soon is one of my, I love that hook. Mm. Uh, 33 God, 715 Creeks, 29 hashtag Stratford APTS. You uh, heard. And, the, and then from the last one, you brackets man like, and then Naeem, sure. and then I stuck on the end evermore by Taylor Swift feet <laughs> Bon there. Nice. It's a great song. If you want something mainstream, go for that. That's like well mainstream, but it it's just beautiful. And the what's quite telling about when you're like an artist is when you hear them come in, you're like, oh yeah, you know, it really sure. like picks it up a notch.
0: Yeah, I think. If I'm right, I think like he's been in the room at least on like quite a few artists' records. I think certainly in that kind of, certainly after 22 A Million or around that time, I think, uh, you know, I think James Blake and I think even Kanye West, I think he, there could have been a lot of, a bit oh, of crossover. Wow. He maybe did some ghostwriting or something with them or was kind of a part of it or they were a part of some of his songs. I think there's kind of a seemingly a kind of roving um Foley library um that they seem to kind of um guest on or, you know, pull from different bits and ideas and sounds and what have you. Um but yeah, I, I think so. I might be wrong. But I I seem to think he was kind of uh, um very much kind of shipped shipped around at that at that mm-hmm. time and space on, on on kind of featuring on a lot of um maybe not, you know, a, a main feature, but certainly like maybe a part of some of the production or songwriting or what have you. So um so yeah, and and I'm um, I mean by the look of it, a new a new I yeah I was gonna say that as well. It's been it's been a, an appropriate amount of time. Mm. Come on, Justin, well, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, come on, guys, plural, all of you <laughs> who contribute to this massive masterpiece. Um, I did think as well something stuck out to me when I was reading about them, and because uh, they expanded the live lineup a while ago, uh, and it said with these four extra people. Um, and it kind of gave their their previous experience. Mm. Uh, and so they kind of all come from like Anthony Anthony and the Johnsons, The National, Andrew Bird, uh, we've got Tom Waits, Arcade Fire, Rufus Wainwright, suffian Stevens. And I'm like, that just collection of artists kind of summed up a little bit for me where they sit sound-wise a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, because it's quite hard to define, but I was like, ah, oh, that kind of,
0: makes sense to me mm. yeah kind so of it, american songbook version two yeah. type thing you know yeah uh very much yeah yeah i I, th- I would yeah i would say that's that's it kind of feels like you know when um football teams have like a kind of uh like a youth squad that they pull from it kind of you know kind of feels like a like a uh, um a lot of those artists um I, yeah i'm sure and again like a real you kind of fall into that, like kind of Nashville scene, and and all those areas where, like, you really get these kind of almost like, uh, like, even in a weird way, like it, it isn't a million miles away from people like Ariel Posen and stuff like that, like that, like, where like people are doing like a heavy blues or like a baritone, like si- like,
1: city and color type thing,
0: and it becomes kind of like like an inventive take on on American like country folk music it, it, there's a there's a certain like Feist as well pulls a lot from that um, and yeah let's say Andrew Byrd and stuff like that yeah very familiar with them kind of before I think maybe even before Bon Iver but um, uh, but yeah well that was Bon Iver.
1: Nice. there you go Bon Iver, bon Iver even take, take your pick um, thanks for listening and yeah as we say the playlist our playlist will be in the links below if you want to critique and say, "Hey, you've missed something, guys," you can add something for a very limited time if mm. you're quick. Um, although it's nice to keep them, you know, fairly concise. For those who aren't familiar, it should represent a little bit of a, a sketch, and you can kind of go, "Okay, I get it now. I've been on your little journey. Understand what you're saying. Get the references, and hopefully, it'll encourage you to delve deeper."
0: Yeah, I try and I try and set it up as an introduction just Mm. sort of at the beginning press play I'll take you on a journey
1: that's it and you know dim the lights whack Mm. a candle on get a blanket headphones on your sofa or headphones headphones
0: are the best speakers you can you've got available to you definitely definitely crank it up but yeah enjoy Uh, yeah much
1: recommended Mm. yeah as, as I say I think both favours from both of us
0: well thank you so much everyone please um please check out our our patreon it helps keep the lights on you can check out the links to our affiliates below which also helps support the podcast and we will see you next wednesday for more whoop whoop bye everyone ciao bella bye